Hey y'all, it's Kim. Hey y'all, it's Destiny. Hey, it's Jada. Hey y'all, it's Jay. And you're listening to Four Deep, a podcast with four black women in their 20-somethings who aren't afraid to get deep with it. Go ahead and follow us on IG at 4DPod. If you listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, don't forget to rate us five stars. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and turn your post notifications so y'all can get deep with us every other Friday. Yes. And make sure that y'all are letting us know what you think of each episode on the scale from one to four D. We got a Spotify poll that y'all can use. We have our DMs. We have our comments. We love to hear from y'all to let us know what you think. But today I could tell y'all that I already know what y'all are gonna say today. Uh, today definitely gonna be oh, important. Yeah. yeah, man. Four point five. This one is hitting hard. Are y'all ready for the title? Actually, y'all already know the title. That's why you clicked on this video. Yeah. Okay, but at this time, we are talking about being raised in love versus being raised in survival. Mm. Yeah. 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 When I heard the topic, I was going to cry. So it already got 40 in the brain. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to kick us off with the quad quote, then we can get right into it. So we chose a quote that came from Bill Hook's book, All About Love. And she quoted somebody else in the book, but here it says, to truly love, we must learn to mix various ingredients, care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, and trust, as well as open and honest communication. How did I leave y'all feeling? Sound about right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely, as soon as I heard honest and open communication, um. It, it it really took me back. Uh yeah. and, and I wouldn't even say, okay, so basically, I feel like as children, you know, in the black community, uh, we couldn't be open and honest. There was no open and honest communication, mm. you know, going back and forth with your parents. It was don't talk back. It was as simple as that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. your parents tell you something and and it's a, don't don't talk back. And when, you know, when things like that happen automatically you feel like oh, okay my side of the story doesn't matter or okay my feelings don't matter oh what I have to mm-hmm. say doesn't matter um and that alone will just make you feel not unseen that, that's not the word like invalidated exactly mm. yeah it makes you feel invalidated um, exactly and it goes and I feel like in it it's, it's also it just goes both ways like if your parents tell you something and then you try mm-hmm. to ask them why and they're like, oh, don't worry about it. Or, you know what I'm saying? They don't tell you why. And I feel like that's a part of being open and honest too. Um, so when you just think about communication, if you've ever grown up in in a in a child in, in a household where as a child there there wasn't necessarily always open and honest communication, that right there is automatically gonna impact the way you're being raised. It's automatically gonna impact, you know. Your, your level of validation and you maybe potentially needing it for uh, from others in the future um it'll affect you in a lot of ways so the open and honest communication really really struck me quick because I know for sure like there was no talking back you know what I'm saying if if your parents didn't want to give you the true answer to something it was go stay in the child's place or you know my yeah. kids get out of grown folks business whatever the case may be and um definitely left left me personally feeling, you know, unvalidated or yeah, like what I had to say didn't matter. Or my me understanding what's going on in my household didn't really matter in 
Mm-hmm. I do know that that has impacted me now. So yeah, that openness, that open and honest communication, it does need to be there for you to feel loved for real. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Shut Even me. the term don't talk back, it's just like, shut up, <laughs> period. Like, like, like yeah, doesn't matter. Just thinking about, like, just don't talk back. Like, I'm just talking at yeah. you at that point. It's not a conversation. And mm-hmm. they, yeah, and they made it known. Like, dang, like, yeah. Ugh. It don't matter what There's you no guys say. For conversation. It doesn't matter. Not at all. Yeah. Like, it's one thing I think to kinda... have her. Oh, go, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to, you know, be rude and be like, okay, now you're being rude and talking back and da 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 The term talking back you know is a, its own thing but like it's one thing to be rude but to just be like oh like no don't say anything I'm talking just like that is wild and it's it's also very interesting like the transition of your relationship with your parents from when you're young and then when you get older like it's like sometimes mm-hmm. it's like a switch like at one moment it was like oh like I feel like, you know, I can't say anything or if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to get in trouble. Da, 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 da. And then when you get older and you bring up certain things you want to have a conversation about, it's like, oh, that's all you want to talk about? Yeah, it's fine. It's like, it was that easy. <laughs> it's never right. been that easy. And it's just, it's wild. And then also depending on like the people that you are raised by too, because some depending on who you were raised by, people have different ways that they raise you. So like with one person, it could be this kind of communication, more open or just more real and raw. And then the other communication can just be more closed and like, oh, we don't talk about this or we don't do that. So having to grow up in like different, depending on where you are, you got to change like how you act or what you say because you're also a kid, you don't want to get in trouble. It's a lot. And then- it definitely affects like, okay, when you get older, you're like, oh, well, how do I communicate with people? How do I talk about this? Yeah. Or how do I bring this up? Should I be feeling this way? And usually at that point, it's like, well, if I've been silent all this time, I'm just not going to say nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what do you do with mm-hmm. that? So, Yeah. I will say not everybody will get it right. You know, as parents, I, I know I'm not going to mm-hmm. get it right. So there's yeah. definitely like some points. So like when we say raise in love, we're definitely not talking about perfection at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But being raised in love is really just like having that support, having that nurturing um, and having that like fulfilling upbringing of being secure, like being yeah. raised in love leads to security. And I feel like being raised in survival just leads to unsecure, like insecurity, basically mm. feelings of being not secure. And that can lead to a couple different things. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you either then grow up feeling um, a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of resentment, a lot of confusion, mm. a lot of like feelings of, having to prove your worth or like earn love because it was not just given to you. So you feel like there's something that you have to earn. And that itself is just toxic. Mm-hmm. And it really, really shows up in the way that you just present yourself, no matter what space you're in. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so all these things and how, like you were saying, Jada, like how being what like you were what your experiences growing up, it transforms into your attachment style as as an mm-hmm. adult. Mm-hmm. And that secure attachment style is something that like when I was learning about this in school, I'm like, mm-hmm. I wish I had that. Like, because mm-hmm. I immediately knew I did not have that. I was like, oh yeah, that ain't me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that ain't me. And mm-hmm. I was like trying to then fit myself in the other ones, um, whether it's, what is it? Like anxious, ambivalent and avoidant and disorganized, mm-hmm. something like that. And um, I'm just like, wow, like this is actually really crazy. And I had to unpack that and reading some books, you know, growing up has definitely helped. And we were talking about some of those. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's just really wild how you have to truly think about these things and when the relationship like when you do become an adult and you start looking at how your parents were you can start understanding adult mindsets and then you're like okay hold up like I get you or I understand why you did that but it still wasn't right or like I get why you made that decision but it still really affected me because my child brain processed it this way and Mm -hmm. even though I'm an adult now I still feel the feelings of my child brain processing it so yeah it, it's, it's a lot that's the like, yeah yeah because i get you now but my child brain was not processing like processing. No. you told me if- don't talk back my child mind said oh it doesn't matter oh my feelings don't matter mm-hmm. oh guess it doesn't matter and then you internalize that mm-hmm. yeah excuse me and that's what honestly made me when I was looking at this quote, recognition stood out to me because it's like, if you think mm. of as a child and being shut down like that, almost in a way, it's like our parents recognizing like the personhood that their child has. You know what I mean? Like, despite the fact that they're a minor, despite the fact that they're, you know, fresh in this world trying to figure things out, they're still a person who is going to carry these things that you instill in them while they're young, well into their adulthood. And again, like how you were saying, Jada, like there isn't a perfect recipe to parenting, but Mm -hmm. self-reflection as a parent is so important because it's like sometimes you have to realize that like the way you said something shouldn't have been said that way. And it's okay to go back to your child and apologize. I think also too, like in the black community, there's, there's a hierarchy. It's the elders and the kids and you know, the kids are wrong, but it's never the elder. (laughs) the elders are never wrong towards the kids and that's the problem there has to be a protection security you know in in childhood and I think that comes with recognition both recognition within oneself is like okay the way I'm operating and moving isn't in love and then also recognizing that kids have like they deserve respect too they deserve decency Mm -hmm. and you know Like it'll it'll definitely show up in their lives later on when it's not like that when that's not the foundation that's created for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, going to into recognition and Jada, I think you said something about um, earning love and feeling like you have to earn love. Um, I feel like like there are certain things that kids do that they get praised for, and then certain things that they don't get praised for that they should get praised for like for example mm. you should you should get praised for simply just being you you know or or you know you know what I'm saying like you shouldn't always because that's how it leads to 
um not getting that type of stuff is what leads to feeling like you have to earn love like oh you only get praise because you got good grades or oh you you only got praise because you were able to watch your siblings and and nothing happened when your parents wanted to go out or you know what I'm saying you only get praise when you perform mm. and that's what makes people feel like they have to earn love and that's going to lead to people pleasing um you know that's going to lead to perfectionism mm -hmm. that's going to lead to you know overachievement because you want to get that love and you feel like you have to do this in order to get that and I feel like parents need to really take you know take a take a look at what you're praising your kids for, you know what I'm saying? Um, and make sure that they know that, you know, I, I don't love you because you get good grades just because you get good grades. Or, you know, I don't love you just because you could do this or that. Like, I love you simply for being yourself and always know mm. that you're going to be loved for just being you. You could be doing nothing else in this world, but just being you and I will still love you. And that's what's going to lead to a real deep sense of security, yeah. rather than insecurity mm -hmm. and feeling so, and uh, well, not even feeling as though, but knowing that just being you brings value, that you don't have to be doing something for somebody, um, you know, that you don't have to be performing at a super high level in something just to receive love. Because, um, yeah, that will lead to, uh, you know, me, myself, I'm a overachiever, perfectionist, mm -hmm. people pleaser, while well, I used to be a people pleaser, like real bad. And it was because I felt like I had to do the right thing or I had to do this at the former high level just to get mm -hmm. just to get some love um so yeah so yeah that's like another thing that I feel like yeah if you you know that's a a missing element and mm -hmm. and kind of contributes to being raised in survival mode yeah wow mm -hmm. you 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 touched on some stuff there oh child oh child you're right and I think the thing with me is that like, I was forced, ah, okay, let me not, let me not, that's, that's strong. I was <laughs> um, inherently placed in the role of having to grow up mm. faster than I needed to um, by being, you know, the oldest sibling with young parents, it just happens. And I understand that. Mm. Um, but I felt like I was at that point, like a high achiever. Um, and I wasn't necessarily praised for the fact that I had to step into that and like highly perform. And then the fact that now I'm like my, like my highly perform is like my base level now. And then I have to go above that. And that's the part that like gets me just Girl. to be able to get recognition. So a lot of people be like, Jada, you're doing amazing. But I'm like, this Girl. is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, it just set it my, it set my zero out of it, which is not like, like, like bad but it's like it has, I, it, it, it has its pros and cons exactly exactly um and uh, and that's just yeah it was just crazy to 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 really think about Des when you when you're saying yeah. that um about like just being praised for who you are um because I felt like I had to put on this identity um mm -hmm. because I got so much praise in just this one area and that was it Girl. and I'm like oh, I had to break that had to break mm. that bad. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's mm. about time. Um, what we say? We stepped into the confessional. Let me walk up in there. Um, because <laughs> yeah, heavy on that. And I think I referenced part of this in another episode. But um, growing up, I definitely, you know, was a child who always got good grades. I mean, everybody in my family 
nose. That's what's going on over here. Big brain, straight A's, all that good stuff. And in the more recent years, you know, being in college, coming towards the end of college um, into now, I've had to like figure out like, okay, what do I want to do? And like, if I do this, is this going to be enough? Like, am I still serving up to the standard that, you know, people are expecting of me? Like, you know, like, oh, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Am I going to be letting people down because this is who I, this is how, who I feel like I am to them or they're expecting me to do this. Cause when it, when you realize what you get rewarded for, it seems like if you stop or you cut back on that certain thing, then no one's mm. going to be happy or proud of you anymore. And so I remember um, one time, I think maybe it was when I was getting close to graduation. Um, my uncle, it was it was so random, but God was speaking through him that day for sure. Uh, it was like, we was at a family gathering. I don't know if he was leaving, coming in, something, but um, it was a group of us. And then we ended up being face to face. And he was like, I just want to let you know that we're proud of you regardless of what you do. Like what you're doing is enough, is more than enough. And that we're going to be proud no matter what. And it was just like, wow. like, I'm like, mind you, this was not like a deep family setting. This is like everybody at the house, he can do that. He just hit me with this bomb. And I'm like, you want me to start crying in the middle of the kitchen right now? For real? <laughs> <laughs> so, and like that really just hit so bad because it's it, it really is that it's not even the fact like it's like oh I don't feel loved or oh I don't think da 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 because when you take a step back it's like okay but it's that feeling like um we mentioned like you grow up with that feeling so of course now I understand that it wasn't that now that I'm older but that feeling still resided and so um yeah you having to, to really hear it sometimes yes exactly you need the reassurance exactly exactly and that's so real like just hearing that like I hold on to that now like you know yeah I'm gonna be proud and now it made it it made it real it made it more believable because now I'm just like yeah duh like but hearing it really helped with that so yeah yeah that was that was it and then the book the four agreements um is a really good book and it's such a easy read um small pages they talk about that too about like what you're being rewarded for and what people usually get rewarded for and how that impacts you as you're developing into you know your own self and then as you do that it's like the person you're developing in is someone who has these rules already set in their brain like Mm -hmm. this is what I need to do this means good if I do this I'll get a reward for it and it's like as humans we're constantly searching for that reward or for someone to be like good job or you're doing great or da 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 but it's like who are them to tell you good job because they got their own set of rules in their head and the notion is really just like letting go of those rules so when you're making your decisions on how you feel like you want to do you don't feel like oh like is this a good thing you're like oh this is just what I want to do and I'm happy Mm -hmm. like the whole (laughs) You gotta break the rules. (laughs) Gotta break the rules. (laughs) Easy. Even realizing there are rules to be broken is yeah. Wow. Wow. The whole thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the transformation 
like for all my people who are raised in survival um and honestly i feel like like we don't even have to give a like a concrete definition you know Mm-mm. you know what i'm saying yeah. you know um for all the people that were raised in survival the transition from being raised in survival to then living and walking in love that mm-hmm. is something that is very very hard to navigate because you don't have anybody holding your hand through that usually unless it's like a therapist or like really great friends or you know god god Because that's who did it for me, baby. I'll tell you that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And just how you're saying, Jada, like your uncle said this, but the fact that you even recognize that God was probably speaking through him Mm -hmm. is the main key there too, because God is the, is the one that is going to be able to one display what true love is for real. Cause God is love. And then on, and then two, it's a, it's an, it's an example. And he gives us the affirmation throughout the Bible, just even him giving his son to be sent on the cross for our sins, because he loved us that much. Like there's so much affirmation. And so like, I feel like God knew that majority of us were going to be raised in survival. And he mm. gave us this love letter. He gave us these things in order for us mm. to pick it up, read it, internalize that. And that's why it says, come to the Come to the word of God as a child, because you have to get back to that point for Mm -hmm. you to then start internalizing these things that are healthy. And you have to go back to that point to unpack a lot of the things that you internalized that were not healthy. And so it's a lot of unlearning and relearning. And that's what I've been going through. And okay, let me just go ahead and uh, step into the confession. I'm going to turn this laptop off because no you're not gonna just say all that and act like you didn't just drag us up down just, the yeah. she said come to me Let as a child so you can internalize mm-hmm. this real love what yeah and he knew yeah. he knew he was gonna be in survival mode like we've been yep. in survival mode it's written why he wrote us this love letter it's written this yeah. love letter did you hear that yeah yeah Holy Spirit, thank you. <laughs> Speaking through you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I've been realizing. Like, that's why I've been so on this journey with God is because I know that that's the only thing that's going to really fill mm-hmm. these voids that I, I that were created by being raised in survival. Like, the voids were just too big. I'm sitting there trying to, like, search for this stuff in, in intimacy, search for this thing, for this stuff in drugs and, and other things that are trying to give me security. And then I'm attaching my identity to these things because it makes me feel more secure. And, more, like, it's mm. just... No, no. I had to just relearn all this stuff. So that's, that was 2023, baby. And um, <clears throat> if, I, if I do step into the confessional, if I may, uh, this Saturday... I went to this prayer summit and um, as a lot of y'all already know, like one of my major struggles was my father and like uh, intimacy with men. Mm -hmm. Those were like top two. And recently God has really been speaking to me about my dad and he um, was letting me know that they're connected. Right. And so I'm like, okay, I understand they're connected now. How do I heal? Like, Like, how do I get over this now that I understand it? what is the next point for me to heal? And I just kept praying about that. Cause I was like, I don't understand what to do. Um, but I was literally like, they had a prayer room 
And I was thinking, I was like, I want to go to the prayer room. But then immediately was like, you don't need no prayer. What you need prayer for? Da, 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 you're good. And I, and then two seconds later, my friends, it was four of us. So I'm the last one in the line, right? And they look, they basically look down to each other. And then I'm the last one they look at and they're like, prayer room. And I said, wow. So I'm like, yep, that's a sign I need to go and get up in there. Mm-hmm. So I take my behind to that line for the prayer room. As soon as I get in there, she's, and I didn't know what I needed prayer for. I was like, I don't need no prayer. As soon as I sat down, she said, what do you need prayer for? And I said, my dad, I need healing with that and sexual immorality because of that. And so she started giving me her testimony, right? And she asked, she was like, how old are you? I said, I'm 24. She said, okay, by the time I was 23, I had two kids. And she just like went into like basically why and like how. And then um, she was speaking some things over me that nobody knows. And Mm. she... I mean, she was speaking to um, to things that were in me. And I was like, girl, I don't know. I don't know even know where you're getting this from. But obviously it was Holy mm. Spirit, like just working through her. And she was basically saying, she was like, I know you were a daddy's girl. You have to let that go. Like you have to let that go. Mm-hmm. And she was like, but guess what? You are still a daddy's girl because you're now with God. And like, he's your father. And like, she was speaking stuff. And she was like, all the, like all of you trying to find your worth and trying to prove your worth to these men and find security in them. Like you got to let it go. Like they're not attached. And she was just like, really, I'm crying. I mean, crying my eyes out. Mm. And she's like, let everything go that like happened to you as a young child that nobody knows about. And I was like, you speaking girl. Mm. And she just like, she was basically calling everything out, breaking attachments. And I truly feel like I had a whole nother deliverance session because afterwards I felt empty in a good way. Like Mm. I felt very empty. My heart felt light as a feather and I didn't even know it was that heavy. I did not know. Oh, I'm about to start crying. I didn't know it was that heavy until afterwards. Like I felt so light. I felt like everything that I went through didn't matter anymore. Like it was gone, gone. And like, she even told me after she was like, I was not supposed to be in here. They just called me in here. And I believe that I was meant to come talk to you. And I was like, you were, Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I, you don't understand. Like, this has been something that I've really been needing. I've been needing to break this. And she said, you're going to start walking different. You're going to start talking different. And I felt her basically kind of say like, now you're at the point where you can start walking as a woman that God actually called you to be. Because mm-hmm. I felt like 2023, he was really showing me a lot of myself, breaking things off and like mm-hmm. really pruning me. And I feel like now I'm actually able to, like, I feel free enough to like, just be her. I feel free mm-hmm. enough to just do that. And she said, your no's are going to be strong. Your yes to God is going to be completely renewed and different. And she was mm-hmm. just like speaking all this stuff over me. And I was just like, yo, like this is crazy. So I finally feel like I healed from that. Mm-hmm. And that pain that I felt from my dad is gone. It's gone like a hundred percent. Cause days before that, I was like sitting there like, I never got a birthday card from my dad. I don't even know my stepmom sitting here like, oh, he's such a good card giver. And I'm like, I wouldn't know that. And I'm like sitting mm-hmm. here like low key jealous about that. 
And then I'm telling, you know, I'm unpacking things with my friends and I'm telling them like, you know, my brother and sister, they're getting the dad that I wanted, but I know Mm. that I had to sacrifice him so that they could have him in that way. And I would do it over and over again, just so that they could have that experience. But I sometimes just hated the fact that I had to be that sacrifice. So there was just like a lot, a lot of things that I had to unpack there with that. Um, But I, I don't, I don't feel that bondage towards men like I used to like how I was telling y'all I don't feel bondage towards weed no more I don't feel yeah. bondage towards more and I feel like wow. that was one of the biggest things that needed to be broken off of me and it's God did it God did it I love that nah, he was he was working hard on Saturday yeah we was in there for five hours y'all five hours we was working oh my god in and the prayer room no, we were uh, at, the, at the prayer summit. I mean, I was oh, on my okay. face. Oh. I was on my face in the outer aisles, giving it up to God. I was crying so much that day. Mm-hmm. There were way too many different mm. visions, way too many different words that God spoke to me. Um, that, man, that church had me, y'all. That church had me. It was a different church. It wasn't even my church. I, love I got invited. Wow there Isn't that wild how god works like that was so intentional. Not even your church. it was on yeah. a saturday yeah whole different church that's wild mm. that's what i'm saying that's good for girls. y'all for... oh go ahead mm-hmm. oh, i was just gonna say for those of y'all who were you know raised in survival and you do have those voids and you feel those voids and you're constantly i want try to pay attention to the ways in which you are trying to fill those voids that are not truly yeah. serving you. Mm. Right. Um, and then try to figure out a more healthier way for those voids to be filled. Like, mm. like Jada, you know what I'm saying? She turned to God and like, girl, just like witnessing your transformation over all this time has yes. just been amazing. Mm. Like Amazing. And so, yeah, y'all really pay attention to those voids and, yeah, what you're doing to fill them. And it's it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. We do know. It ain't it ain't going to be easy. But it was never supposed to be easy. You know what I'm saying? God, never, it was never yes. supposed to be easy. Um, so start looking into, I feel like that's, that's like the first, you know what I'm saying? Like the first step is kind of looking at, okay, if I know I was raised in survival, because I'm sure those of you who were raised in survival know that. You know that you were. Start looking at what kind of voice those left. Start looking at kind of like your unhealthy habits, like things that you know are not good for you, but you do them anyway. Because we all know what things are not good for us that we do anyway. And ask yourself, well, if I know it's not good for me, then why am I doing it? That why? That's exactly what it is. Gotta get to the why. Gotta get to the why. And ask yourself three times. Don't don't settle for your first answer. Don't. But you're going to try to tell yourself <laughs> you're a little lie, so you ain't got to get deeper. Yeah. And then fix that little issue that you was trying to say was the reason and then it's still there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things too that Bill Hooks was talking about. This is me. Loki giving y'all a wreck because I'm reading all about love right now. <laughs> but she talks about how love is what heals the wounds that the lack of love in your life has left. And so it's like, it really, with Jada talking about her story and how we know that God is the ultimate form of love. He is love. There is no more perfect form than that. It just makes sense with what Bell Hook says to what you've experienced. Mm -hmm. 
it's just more of a testimony that like whatever wounds that you carry from your childhood, God is here to wipe all of that away. God is here to give you the mm -hmm. fresh light. God is here to be the example of what it is that you should accept and demand in your life. Um, yeah, I just yeah i just want to go in my room and curl up and just let it <laughs> not curl up yeah. curl up and just ball my eyes out and just let it all out right now like yeah, you should i recommend and when you start realizing it yeah like process it des, des said something about this in a couple of the episodes like the only way to get through it is to really let yourself feel them feelings quote des yep. <laughs> for sure for sure so don't don't be afraid to sit in that room, cry it out, because baby, that's what that's a, that is actually a sign of deliverance. You have mm -hmm. to physically release that. What what's that? The, the stress cycle. You got to complete the stress cycle, yes. baby. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So let, let that physical, you know what I'm saying, action come out. So definitely, yeah, don't be afraid. Of that. Don't be afraid of that. Mm -hmm. And I also learned to, I feel like it's, and it's crazy because like when you're in survival mode, I feel like that's what leads to you having like a lack of self-love. So I also feel like people who are, you know, on your journey to self-love and, you know, trying to figure out what it means to like love yourself um, and stuff like that. Or even if you're not on a journey to learn how to love yourself, I definitely believe that is a journey that you need to start looking into. Um, because if, when you do love yourself, when you do, you know, feel those voids, um, Let's say you turn to God and God has, you know, filled you up with love. Um, when you start to love yourself, you don't do the things that are not good for you. Naturally, you just won't mm -hmm. because you love yourself that much. Like, oh, I love my body. I'm going to treat my body like a temple. I, I don't, I don't want to smoke weed every single day or I don't want to, you know, drink liquor and get drunk every weekend. Or oh, I don't want to... Mm -hmm. um, use sex to feel this what I don't want I don't feel like these men deserve my body in that way if they're not you know showing me true love or whatever the case may be um when you get on that journey and you do truly love yourself you will stop doing a lot of those things and that's and I feel like that's kind of how you know that you're there or that you're getting there is when you know when you get into feeling those voids and you're getting to loving yourself and you're getting to opening yourself up to that love from God you the way that you love yourself starts to be different and it's automatic because mm -hmm. right now for me personally me working on my self-love journey it feels hard there are certain things that I do still do that I know are not good for me I know they're not good for me but I don't have the strength to stop myself from doing them because I'm using them as like a crutch I'm using mm -hmm. them as a vice mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. but you gotta love yourself enough to fight that vice you know what i'm saying yeah. you got love will give you the strength to fight off those vices to fight off those negative things um and it's so crazy because like it's and it's all all about love like love from god love from yourself you know filling the voice where love was not given it's really all about love wow i'm about to hit y'all with a quad quote there was a quote that said um uh, I feel like I choke every time. <laughs> no, but there, there was a quote that Macy said, like, it's not about you. Like, don't focus on you stopping a sin. Like, focus on loving God. And when you do, 
you're going to love yourself enough to have his desires become your desires naturally. Mm -hmm. Like, so like you're saying, it's automatic. Mm -hmm. So like when people are like, oh, I need to get myself together before I go to God. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You go to God and then he, his desires become your desires because you love him and you're understanding how much you are loved, how much you are valuable. And then you, you're Mm like, dang it. (laughs) I don't even want that no more. Des is saying it's, it's very true. It is very, very true. Because I was, look, I was going to God and guess what I was doing? Smoking weed (laughs) every day. And sure enough, he changed my desire on it. And that's just, that's just it, you know? So don't, don't feel like you have to be perfect just to, that's, that's again, that, that mindset of feeling like you have to be worth, worthy enough to even go get God's love. No, Mm -hmm. no, no. It's already there. It's already there. Already there. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, y'all. Wow. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like now that it just got me thinking. Like I feel like I'm reading all about love, but they hooks all over again. But now I'm just like sitting and just thinking about like, well, dang. You know, was I really raised in love? Um, <laughs> dang, like what voice, what more voice do I need to feel? Because you know, I felt like I was doing the inner work, but then but then like when I truly look at my situation and like look at the things that I am still doing that I know are not good for me it's kind of like well maybe you ain't told them yet um yeah. and, it's and even process. when Jada when you were telling your story yeah girl that's what mm-hmm. Jada was still telling her story I was getting so emotional no, like no. on the inside I damn near wanted to cry and I'm thinking like well you ain't felt that void yet mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's going it's going it's gonna hit you on the inside a little bit, a little bit more. Um, I don't know. It's really yeah, self awareness. I would say that self awareness because even that, like, I could have just sat here and you know got emotional and then just let that be that, or I could have sat here, got emotional, and then asked myself, "Well, damn, why do you feel so? Why is this pulling at you like this? Like, mm-hmm. why?" Mm-hmm. And because I haven't felt that void. Um, with my dad like literally yeah like with my dad so it's just like the awareness you got to use that awareness too um because yeah like I'm Cam was saying off pod like when you become aware don't let that push you into um being a victim you know like don't don't victimize it don't try to rationalize the way you are if you know it's not good for you when you become aware, then you work on that. You don't become a victim. You don't use it as an excuse to, you know, be a messed up person or to keep doing this thing that you know it's not good for you. You go try to fix it. Don't victimize yourself after after you become aware. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I got another quad quote. Sorry, <laughs> but it, it it does it does tie in. This one is by um. Rich Wilkerson Jr. from the book that I'm reading, Single and Secure. It says, pain can be part of your story without controlling your story. That's, that part right um, there. Yeah. You know, yes. let's talk about that more. Because it's one thing to acknowledge what you're going through and what you went through and how it is affecting you now. But dwelling on it and using it as an excuse, now you're bringing it into the now. These are choices you're making in the present that you're pulling from mm-hmm. the past. And so at that point, it's like, well, you really can't blame the people that you know brought up these feelings in the past because you have the choice to dwell on them or learn from them or do something about it, but you chose to use it as an excuse. 
Yeah. And so it's really like uh, figuring out what direction to go in once you realize all of these things that you've been through or that you've been going through or that have affected you. And it's like, okay, now what am I going to do with it? And I think Cam, you brought that up, like Bell Hooks mentioned, like victimizing yourself um, when you start realizing it or something like that. Because mm-hmm. um, that's so real. It's easy to do that. And so you really have to sit and be like, hmm, okay, what's next? How am I going to do with this? Because mm-hmm. it can really affect the people around you. And it's heavy too, because it's like, there was one um, like therapist I follow on Twitter and I don't want to misgender them, but I'll just say they, um, they were saying that you have to metabolize your trauma. And I like the way that they put it when they said metabolize, because if we think about the word, at least from the aspect of, mm -hmm, do you know, I feel like, I don't know what their their pronouns are. I'm not sure what their pronouns are. Um. But metabolize, at least what I'm thinking from my, you know, background, I know that to be is like, you take it and you use it, it gets broken down, it gets used, used as energy, and then what isn't used or isn't useful is, you know, you get rid of it, you excrete it. Yeah. So when you metabolize your trauma, you're processing it, and you're breaking it down, but you either need to use it as fuel to help you redirect yourself to make healthier decisions and to you know, like towards yourself and towards others and then get rid of what doesn't serve you. And they also made a point too that sometimes there is no end journey with processing trauma. Sometimes it's ongoing. Sometimes it manifests in new situations. You get exposed to something you didn't know was going to trigger you. Or in my case, reading things in Bell Hook's book that I thought I was past, um, I'm like looking at it now and I'm like, there's a whole other aspect to this that I didn't even consider. And now it's like, we're, we're backtracking. We're thinking about things and mm. like where I'm reading in all about love right now, bell hooks is mostly talking about um, like childhood as we've kind of been talking about in here. And she's talking about how, you know, we learn to relate affection that we receive and care we receive to being loved, but it's possible to be in an environment where you were receiving care and you receive affection, but it is not love because love is a willful choice. And I didn't grow up in, um, like I didn't grow up in survival. My mother did. And that shaped a lot of why the way she raised me and my brother, because she was like, Mm. the environment that I had is absolutely not going to be the environment. that you guys grow up in. But there are things that happened to me in my childhood outside of my home that then Mm -hmm. shaped how I navigated relationships, you know, again, outside of familial ones. And so reading this book was like, I didn't process that I was still a child in other aspects Mm -hmm. when I was involved in certain relationships. And it taught me things because I still saw affection from friends or people that I liked, be it, you know, like I wanted to, you know, I wanted these people to be my friends or maybe I liked them in a romantic sense. I still associated affection and care that they showed me is like, okay, so this is what love is supposed to be. And then that became the standard in future relationships Mm. and then having to unlearn that. And then also realize that there's still some things that I'm still unlearning. It was like, okay, all right, Bill. It's only chapter two. <laughs> all right, all right Bill. Bill. <laughs> yeah. All right, like wrap it up. But that's the whole thing. I'm like, okay, now what do I do with all this? Now that I know this, what yeah. what do I do with this? Because 
there was something else that uh Shahim Shahim they said that people pleasing can be manipulative even though you don't mean it to be. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of things yeah. that we do out Girl. of response from trauma and That's from the, our, our ways that we learn to survive that are a, mo- a mechanism of manipulation, even though we don't mean harm. And that got some people's feathers ruffled. But he, they were talking to me because I'm like, my reason <laughs> was a little bit manipulative. It was. Yeah. And I thought yeah. I thought I was so keen to being the one who was manipulated that I'm like, oh, no, Girl, I never do that to anybody. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to walk out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh. I just, there's, you really, really have to, and, you know, with my recommendation with All About Love, you have to be prepared to metabolize. You can't sit and dwell and ruminate in everything that's going to get brought up. Take your time reading this. Destiny had to put it down. I had to put it down. This book is about to be overdue because it's due back on, on Wednesday. And I'm not ready to I'm not ready to turn it back into the library just yet. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be like a therapy session. So be ready, be ready for that. And also be ready. You need to talk about it. Mm. I know that part, the vulnerability part is like it's a lot. But you have to be able to talk about this with somebody, even if you're talking about it out loud to yourself and you journal about it, you have mm. to get it out because it's like, again, this is a lot to to read, to uncover. And then, it, yeah, Not but it's good. Book club back. That's no, because that's for real. Because <laughs> for it's real. Good. But you oh, know, wow. you're right though, because after I read like the first two chapters, I journaled about it a little bit. And mm-hmm. I read chapter three, and I did not journal after that. But because I did mm. not journal after that, I could I not go back. go back to it. I mm-hmm. didn't get what I just took in. I didn't get it out. And, and, mm-hmm. and well, I didn't because I was when you journal about it. Not you. Best believe you could be able to apply something out of them couple chapters into your life. <laughs> okay. And everybody. Yeah. Okay. And I, I didn't, I didn't journal that time, and I just couldn't pick the book mm. back up. I said I can't. I can't mm-hmm. have it right now. You didn't release it. And that's because I didn't get it out. Yep. Wow. I remember the exact page that I closed the book on. I said, I <laughs> literally started crying and had to close the book. <laughs> I said, that's enough for today, Belle. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. You're in my house now, and I don't need y'all right Yo, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, need, I need you just all up in my house. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's her house. <laughs> Y'all, this ooh man, this episode, this episode. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I have um I have some affirmations. Um okay. Uh wait, let me see. I gotta say it. Yeah, God dang, I need to write it down. Yeah, y'all need to go ahead and stick this to your mirror. Okay. 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 So this also comes out of the book um Single and Secure and by Rich Wilkerson Jr. Um, <laughs> um, but it said, no one else can fix you because you're not broken. No one else can give you what you're missing because you're complete. No one else can save you because Jesus did that already. No one else can tell you what to do because God is the one leading you. And no one else can define you because you were made in God's image, not theirs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I need you to drop that in the... <laughs> <laughs> and will <laughs> yeah we need that one yeah no one else can save you because jesus already did that 
Yeah. And nobody can tell you what to do. Because mm-hmm. God is the one leading you. It was the no one else can define you because you were made in God's image, not theirs. That's these people don't know you. They're so dumb. If I'm gonna call Richard right now. Because <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He ate that one too. I was like, ooh. Play clean. I was like that. And you really, we really are looking for like saviors. In all these other things to save like, us from. Oh, oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. Stop tugging at my heartstrings. I'm t- there. There was. I'm going to share some stuff with y'all. Levels. I, it it is. Is. It's levels it's levels to it. But that's why we're going to do this topic justice and come back with a part two. Yes. yes. Because yeah. Baby, yeah. What we have to. Oh my God. Now I can't wait to do part two, good. But I need to go <laughs> journal about this one first so I can. Yeah. Yes, no, yes, we gotta unpack this we one. Gotta, we gotta unpack this one. We <laughs> yes. gotta. Yes, Ooh, most definitely. <laughs> wow, we should have put a trigger warning on on the slap of this. I was just thinking that we could. We you know. Yeah, yeah, we need to. <laughs> If you're not ready to do the work, don't listen. Okay. <laughs> not ready to hear it. Don't listen. Like we ain't even we ain't even do the we didn't just talk about doing the work. We just acknowledge the work that needs to be done. <laughs> I'm tired of y'all dragging me every other Friday or every other day. <laughs> 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 Hey, we 4D, baby. This is what we right. about. Oh, the three I'm coming so, hard. Okay. Right. What y'all wish y'all have this space. Space. Oh, No, girl. yeah. Like, I'm so grateful mm-hmm. because just to think that this and everything is really just divine timing and the divine plan because how we came together, and this has been blowing my mind lately. Like seeing plans play out or come full circle has really been hidden for me lately. And just seeing how we came together, how this came about, and just knowing, like, I don't know, maybe I would have had this conversation with someone or thought about it, but just knowing that we had this space, and then, like, I would have probably been sitting in my bed right now, watching TV, scrolling on Instagram, but I'm here right now listening to these gems that are being dropped that I need to apply and work on and learn on. So I'm just so grateful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to give this one, what, 4.5? Oh, yeah. Child. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was there. <laughs> I dare somebody to say anything less than a four. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a hater. Yeah. <laughs> At that point. <laughs> that's somebody that's not ready to face the facts. Because mm. right mm. we all, whether whether it's been in our childhood, whether it's been outside of our families, whether it's been people yeah. who are family adjacent, we have all been in experiences where we thought yeah. we were in love, but we just were receiving care or affection or pleasure from somebody who was mm. not invested in giving all those other ingredients that we talked about in the first quad quote we gave. Care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, trust, open and honest communication. If you're not getting all of those, and if you want to go to a biblical standpoint, we have a definition of love to refer to there too. Come on. If the 
love that you think you are receiving from somebody does not align to any definition that is truly, truly love, it's not that. It's survival or it's abuse. But love cannot coexist within girl, the two. Girl, shut up. You need to cool off. You need to cool shut off. Okay. And that's and that's what hit me in my chest. <laughs> on page that's why seven. You that book? That's, that's why, why you I closed the book. book on page I seven. I would have closed the book. I wouldn't have even when finished the said, sentence. That was it. <laughs> and then she got she got real personal. We're about to get into it next week. She got <gasps> like she started reading me my life. Oh. I said, oh, sister. That's yes. oh. it. <laughs> Sister Hooks. Sister Hooks. Sister Hooks. <laughs> wow. Woo! Yeah. I'm going to have to make deserve love. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're worth it. You were already worth it. Like, yeah. You don't have to prove it to nobody. Nope. You don't have to seek for it. It's already within you. Yeah. All right, man. All right, we gonna we gonna head out, bro. <laughs> listen, listen. We we will see y'all next in two weeks. So please gather yourselves. Yes. <laughs> for part two, because we're gonna need some gathering. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna need some gathering. And let us let us know what you think. Tell us your rating. Show us show us some love. Um, yeah. Like hard because we want to get this message out to other. <laughs> people as well real yeah share share with okay. the people in your life who you feel yeah. you know need to hear a good a good message a good drag a good drag yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. i did a debrief off pod gonna be crazy <laughs> oh. all right y'all we will see y'all right, in two in weeks. part two Bye. Bye.